Welcome back to Mortgageonomics Canada. I'm your host, Marco Gello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in BC and Alberta, born and raised in Calgary, currently living in Vancouver, North Vancouver. If you are from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. All right, welcome back, everyone. Um, good to be back. The headliner topic for today... It's a good one. Uh, I'm going to talk about the 11th hour mortgage qualification collapses. So better if you hear about them here than have to experience them yourself firsthand. So and uh, regardless of what type of market we are in or you are in, this is just stuff that you got to know, stuff you got to be aware of. Um, but before we get to that, here's uh, what made the headlines this week. Okay, so the stress test, it's a go. Um, this was announced, uh, I think, a month or two ago. But uh, it, it's, it's official, and uh, it's just around the corner. Um, it's coming up June 1st. And the new stress test will now be applied to all mortgages across the board. Um, at first, it was just announced and projected for conventional mortgages. And conventional mortgages are mortgages with 20% down payments and higher. But uh, Canada's finance minister piggybacked on the policy this past week and announced that Canadian home buyers who purchase with less than 20% down payment can also expect the same benchmark stress test qualifying rate of 5.25%. So currently, as of today, um, today is May 25th, I believe. Uh, so currently we're qualifying at 4.79% in effective June 1st, that qualifying rate is jumping up to five and a quarter, 5.25. How much will this affect things? Um, The quick and dirty answer, it will reduce your purchasing power by five to 6%. So if you're good for a $500,000 purchase today, you can now expect that to creep down to about four hundred and seventy to four hundred and eighty thousand dollars. So, hard to say what kind of impact this will have. Um, some people are just probably going to brush this off, and it's not going to be a big deal at all. Uh, but for others, it, it may be the straw that breaks the camel's back. So, um, we'll see. We'll see the the impact that this has. Um, on a more positive note, though, there there is some evidence of some loosening up of qualification guidelines from a couple of lenders. Uh, in Canada Um, and here's one thing a little less verification required when it comes to gifted down payment verification so um, there there was a little bit of a trend where the lenders required the the donor the the donor sorry the donor the the donor of the gift to provide verification from their bank account so you know like getting a gift from mom and dad uh, typically, we've been accustomed to you would just have to show that gift coming into your bank account. Um, but for the past little while, some lenders have been poking a, a little more aggressively and wanting to see mom and dad's mom and dad's bank statement um, to, to verify that they have the proceeds in their bank. So that's easing up a bit. Uh, not so intrusive. Not so much intrusive to um, to, to mom and dad and, and having to ask them for their bank statements. More and more lenders are opening up to allowing for the Canada Child Benefit Income to be used as uh, eligible income for mortgage qualification. And um, so that's that's been going on already. It's It's been uh, mainly 
with high ratio mortgages where it's, it's, it had to be uh, an insured mortgage where they would allow for it. So more and more conventional uh, lenders are opening up to it as well. So if you have Canada Child Benefit, you're receiving Canada Child Benefits, um, yeah, they're eligible for income when it comes to mortgage qualification. Uh, another one here, some loosening up for spousal buyouts as well. So they no longer require a solicitor prepared separation agreement. Um, you know, in those cases where there was an amicable separation um, and, and they didn't go the distance with a solicitor to draft all the documents and they saved a few bucks and they just made an agreement that was signed by both of them, um, both parties with a witness. So a few lenders have loosened up here and will now accept um, finalized separation or divorce agreements that are not prepared by a lawyer, uh, provided they clearly set out arrangements for the property and are signed by both spouses and uh, and a witness. Also, a little bit of a guideline loosening nugget here um, for applicants who generate a variable type of income and have been impacted due to COVID. Um, so instead of capturing the traditional two-year trajectory of income, lenders are starting to open it up to three years so as to expand that average and uh, place uh, a little less weight on the COVID-affected year for it. Um, so for some applicants, this is uh, for sure a game changer. So this is a pretty good trend. Despite the increase in the stress test from 4.79% to five and a quarter, the actual qualification guidelines don't appear as gloomy. Okay, so I think we just have to understand that mortgages are basically being used as a tool to um, in an attempt to curb demand or at least trying to curb the demand um, we'll just have to wait and see what kind of impact this has in the coming weeks um, and also since we're on the topic of the upcoming stress test increase uh, heads up to anyone listening very very important if you are currently um, if you currently have a mortgage pre-approval with a lender or a, or a broker uh, double check and just make sure that it provides both qualification scenarios so uh, one scenario is uh, what's your qualification amount if you purchase a property before june 1st with a stress test of 4.79 percent and the other scenario will be that that same um, qualification how much would you qualify for after june 1st with a stress test uh, five and a quarter um, so you should definitely be aware and adjust your expectations accordingly um, super important there all right let's begin and discuss this week's headliner 11th hour mortgage qualification collapses are you at the stage where you're wondering if now is the time for you to make your next move Maybe you've never owned a home before, or perhaps you own one now but have outgrown it, or maybe you have some debt that you'd like to roll into your mortgage. Whatever the case may be, maybe you want some answers, but you're not quite ready to commit to the next steps of getting approved. And don't worry, I totally get it. Maybe you just want to work through some numbers on your own time and not feel pressured to do anything. And if that's the case, text me at 604-800-9593 and I'll reply with my mobile app, which is truly amazing. It's loaded with a bunch of thoughtful calculators that allow you the freedom to work out all of your what-if scenarios. It includes everything you need to estimate your home ownership costs like mortgage qualification scenarios, self-inputted pre-approval certification, access to market rates, stress test qualification calculators, land transfer tax calculators, 
closing cost explanations, and much more. The perfect tool for someone who's on the fence about moving ahead or staying put. So don't be shy. Go ahead and text me the words Marco's app, and I will simply reply with a direct link to the app, and we'll leave it at that. No strings attached. Call or text me at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. And now, back to the episode. There's no better feeling than closing a real estate transaction, especially if the journey to get there was rocky and filled with the intense drama all the way to the bitter end. And if you've ever purchased a property before, you'll know what I'm talking about. Regardless of the severity of of these unexpected, stressful deals, in most cases, the real estate gods eventually step in and somehow magically allow the deal to close out. But in some cases, they do not appear. The real estate gods and and you are left to fend for yourself without any any spiritual or outer universe assistance so listen on if you've been in a similar situation or better yet especially stick around if you haven't been in a stress pot real estate thriller transaction as you never know what awaits you on the next offer so today i want to share my real life 11th hour experiences with you And some are also borrowed from fellow brokers I've worked with over the years. Um, Rather than prolong details, I've summarized the close encounters I've had over my 17 years as a mortgage broker in Calgary's boom and bust market, and more recently, Vancouver's stratospheric, unpredictable bullpen market. At the very least, I offer you these experiences to share with your family, friends, colleagues, and your clients. The more we can prepare for the unexpected, the better the home buying experience will be. So you can never be too careful or too prepared. Okay, to start off, I'm going to break it down to two classification groups when it comes to 11th hour mortgage qualification collapses. Um, The first one being property related issues that affect mortgage qualification collapses. And uh, these are unforeseeable and and unconfirmed for the most part in the mortgage pre-approval stage. Here are some real-life scenarios that popped up in past deals. The appraisal comes in lower than the contract purchase price, and as a result, the mortgage qualification criteria is escalated to a higher standard of adjudication. Um, Basically, it escalates from a less restrictive conventional guideline um, to perhaps a more restrictive high-ratio guideline. So, for example, if you qualified with a 20% down payment, but suddenly the lender has now reduced their loan-to-value ratio to reflect the lower appraised value, this could result in drastic qualification differences from what your original approval was based on. Okay, So if your qualification was tight already, this will be even more challenging and potentially deal-breaking. Once again, the appraisal comes in lower than the contract purchase price. And as a result, the applicant must now come up with a shortfall cash to close uh, cash to close proceeds um, as the lender proceeds to only lend based on the appraisal value, not the contract price. So this is quite rare in strong markets, but can certainly surprise in a peak market environment, kind of like the one we are now experiencing in many regions across Canada. So heads up um, on, on these two appraisal issues. Um, unexpected appraisal values. 
Here's another one. Um, property deficiencies that may arise from an appraisal that could have serious consequences to the status of your mortgage qualification. So, for example, um, degrading or degraded or compromised property features like, a, you know, severe cracked foundations, uh, former grow up, you know, the disclosure of that the property has been former grow up and, and, and the applicant or the, the lender not being made aware of it until it's too late. Uh, general condition compared to other properties nearby um, or, or just simply the remaining economic life of the property. Be very careful with um, removing conditions when the appraisal is still outstanding or pending. So even though your property passed the grade with your home inspector, um, don't assume that it directly translates to a passing grade with the appraisal. Property limitations or restrictions. Um, some properties, be aware, they, they have uh, age-restrictive rules within the strata rules. Um, and also, they may have rental restrictions as well. So uh, be aware for the, uh, of that. You know, in some cases, you, you may be thinking you're purchasing a rental property. Uh, but as we carry through with the, the financing, we discover that, wait a minute, the, there's no rental allowed in this property. Therefore, this could be a serious twist to your qualification as you are probably banking on the rental income that was going to be generated for that property. So heads up, just uh, be aware. Unique or niche property characteristics that arise when the land title is pulled. Um, and, and I'm speaking of things that uh, unexpected things that could come up um, like fractional ownership um, is something that could prop up in, in recreational areas across Canada. Um, also recreationally or agriculturally zoned properties. Um, also something to be aware of, uh, you know, while before you're, you're going to release conditions on the property. Uh, this is often a serious curveball with the lenders. Also leased land properties. Good to know this before even placing the offer on the property and, and get a good lay of the land and, and see which lenders would be interested in this property because, um, yeah, not too many are, and, and, and the bigger challenge is finding the lenders that are. And I'm talking about things like native lease land, crown corporate lease land, and uh, other private lease lands. So heads up on those. Um, strata or condo issues. This uh, An example of this could be outstanding or pending litigation, um, ongoing or pending special projects or levies. Uh, inadequate amounts of fire insurance for strata, especially in light of recent strata insurance price escalations. And uh, I don't understand why, but some lenders allow mortgage brokers the option to forego the condo or strata document review and defer it to the lawyer. And, um, you know, avoid this. Make sure the condo strata documents are reviewed and sign off on during the conditionally accepted stage of the process. So, don't leave it to chance. Like, I mean, in, in a lot of these issues, um, a good broker will discover it through the, if you're in BC, the, the PDS, the property disclosure statement. That's usually the first hint uh, a lender will look at when reviewing the documents. And if something is ticked in there, um, you know, saying that, yes, there, you know, the, the current owner has uh, disclosed that, yes, there is some pending litigation in this strata building. Or yes, there is a pending, you know, project that is coming up. Uh, that's where it would come up. So 
uh, don't be late with that PDS document, the property disclosure statement, and submitting that to the lender. Um, you got to make sure that when, during the subject conditions, all of that documentation is going to the lender, right? You, you don't want to leave that till the end and, and, and come across these big uh, surprises. So any of the um, points that I've just mentioned here um, with properly, property related issues, um, heads up and, and a lot of that should be addressed up front. And, um, you know, if, if you're working with a, a realtor who's been in the business for some time and um, this is a lot of the stuff that the pre-work that they do before you even place the offer. So uh, be aware of that. Okay, the second classification group when it comes to 11th hour mortgage collapses, mortgage qualification related issues. Okay, and this group is mostly preventable if the mortgage pre-approval is, uh, is reliable, if it's done properly. Here are some mortgage qualification red flags to be aware of um, when you're in the process of getting pre-approved. These are critical, and if not accounted for, will lead to immense stress and disappointment um, when you're satisfying your mortgage conditions during the finan financing conditions period, or worse yet, after the financing conditions have been released. Okay, following stress points could have been avoided had all the verification documents been requested of the applicant prior to submitting an offer rather than during the offer acceptance period or worse yet, after the financing conditions have been removed. Disclosing that you own a business, but not revealing that you are one of a few owners of the business until after the subject removal date. This could affect how much income a lender will allow you to declare as income from your incorporation. Um, always make your broker aware if you are one of several shareholders or owners of your company. Don't assume they will simply pick up on it. Delaying on your down payment verification until after the subject's removal, then revealing that some of the proceeds are from borrowed sources. The borrowed proceeds are then deemed ineligible and the applicant is forced to seek alternative down payment proceeds. So I've seen this time and time again. Um, and, and, and I don't allow it to carry on. So um, for some reason, borrowers like to just withhold the bank statements and not verify the down payment sources. Um, and in their minds, they could think that, you know what, I'm good for the money, everything's good, and they'll just delay it for whatever reason. But then they may finally submit it after the financing conditions have been removed and it's now time to get down to the gritty and re wrap up all remaining conditions. And then boom, surprise, we get a, a statement uh, with a lump sum of $10,000 being transferred into that checking account. And now we need to source where that $10,000 came from. It came from a line of credit. Okay, so had we known that before, um, we, we could nip, the, nip, the, nip it in the butt, right? But um, if it comes out late and it's being withheld, um, this could seriously um, cause the deal to go sideways as you know, those that $10,000 would not be eligible for down payment. It would be, but under a different guideline, which uh, would, would expand the debt servicing ratios and who knows, make you uh, ineligible for the, the entire mortgage qualification altogether. So um, don't hold back on the down payment documents or on any documents uh, for that matter during the pre-approval stage. Delaying on employment letter until after subject removal to then discover that there are unexpected conditions of, un of employment. Uh, for example, uh, probationary period or status of your employment or lower pay scale than expected and so on. Um, so 
all three of these things that I just mentioned, uh, disclosing that you own a business, but not revealing that you are one of a few owners, uh, delaying on your down payment verification and delaying on your employment letter. This is all preventable common sense stuff. Um, if, if you go into a deal and remove conditions and you haven't submitted these documents, um, you're playing with fire. Okay. So, so make sure that information is up front with your, with your mortgage broker and get that verified and you'll be off to the races. Even if the applicant and the broker were fully diligent with all the verification documentation, um, well ahead of an offer, the following stress points could still arise during the conditions period or even later in the process. Unexpected and unexplainable drop in the credit score. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I usually give my app, my, uh, my clients a pep talk after we do the mortgage pre-approval and basically lay down the law with the credit expectations. Like your, your credit cannot change from the time you are pre-approved all the way until the day you move into the property. Okay. So no big purchases, uh, no purchases at all. Actually, I, I, I get my clients to call me if they, they, they are considering purchasing anything with credit. Unannounced significant purchases after subjects have been removed. So back to my, my first point there, I, I give that pep talk to my applicants, my, my clients, and I, uh, yeah, lay down the law. Like, uh, don't do anything different than what you're doing right now. Unexpected change in employment status. So yeah, we, for example, we may have qualified you at a full-time status, uh, but now we learn that after you place the offer and we've removed the conditions, we're weeks away from the closing, you are now part-time. Okay. So um, nothing can change. Okay. So there's basically a time step on your application when we did your pre-approval Everything has to remain the same or better, okay? Um, unannounced or unexpected mortgage qualification rule changes. And this is one that we're living right now. So many people out there right now, and hopefully you're listening, have a pre-approval out there. And you're not aware that you're probably going to be qualifying for less come June 1st. So, you know, like I said during the intro of this episode, that might not be a big deal for, for some people, you know, an extra uh, less 20 or 30,000 that they may be um, eligible for, for a mortgage. Uh, but for others, that could be a, a massive, massive change. So um, check in, um, you know, we have a lot of pre-approvals that are sitting dormant, you know, that have just been sitting on the sidelines for several months, and then we'll suddenly get a, a purchase contract over the weekend and we haven't heard from the client at all, right? So you're kind of like, okay, uh, I hope everything's, you know, nothing's changed here on your end. We haven't kept in touch. I haven't even checked your credit. You know, the, we have to refresh the credit score, the employment letters, everything. So um, always be in touch and, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a pre-approval that sticks around for five or six months or, or even a year. It doesn't matter, but just be in touch with your broker and provide um, updated statuses and basically, you know, anything financial in your life. So um, be aware of that. So there you have it. Just a few cautions and red flag pointers to be aware of when qualifying for a mortgage. The bottom line thing to remember is to make sure that your broker is interpreting your information correctly. Do not let a misrepresentation or a misinterpretation pass between you and your broker. Um, don't make the mistake of feeling you've gotten away with one because nine times out of 10, it will be discovered. And worse yet, 
it will be discovered at a time when you have removed the subjects on the, on your offer, you know, when it's too late. And regardless of whether you can fulfill that 11th hour uh, qualification criteria, a lender will hold you to it 100%. Okay, so you don't want to be in that spot. Be transparent with your information and never assume things when it comes to mortgage qualifications. Uh, ask lots of questions and answer questions truthfully and as accurately as you can and um, don't hold back on critical information. Follow these basic principles and your mortgage approval process should go without a hitch. Okay, that's all I got for today. Call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage-related questions at all, uh, especially if you're in British Columbia or Alberta, as I'm licensed to service these specific provinces. And especially if you are from Vancouver or Calgary, as I'm very familiar with these markets. Call or text me at 604-800-9593, where you can visit my website at homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning into Mortgage Genomics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk again soon.